premonitions? Premonitions? Hmm. These visions you have. They are of pain, suffering, death. Yourself you speak of, or someone you know? Someone... Close to you? Yes, it's Jason. He's going to force me to review Revenge of the Sith. Careful you must be when sensing the future. The fear of loss is a path to the dark side. I won't let these visions come true, Master Yoda. I will kill him first. Death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the Force. Mourn them do not. Miss them do not. Attachment leads to jealousy. The shadow of greed, that is. So, it's okay to kill him? Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. What the fuck does that mean? everybody and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation. Whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time, this movie's reputation depends on who you talk to. <laughs> there seems to be an age divide. Uh, a definite age divide between people who know what good movies are and people who know what bad movies are. Ooh, throwing down the gauntlet early. I'm fuck it, I am. I'm taking this gauntlet, I'm punching every droid I see. <laughs> you young people don't know what's good. <laughs> you don't know Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars. Oh, brother, I no, don't think it's all young people. No, some young people are smart. And some old people are dumb. Yes, they are. There we go. It wasn't all It wasn't all 12-year-olds who, who went to see this movie. Nope. Hey, <laughs> hey, Steve, what movie are we reviewing? Hey, yeah, we should probably get around to that. Uh, do we? we? Should we? Let's Is just, that something we should do? Let's just forget it. Goodbye, everybody. Can I talk about how bad the G.I. Joe cartoon plots were in the <laughs> 1980s? That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Let's just radically alter the premise of the podcast. One time Cobra Commander turned into a snake. Yeah, wasn't that fun? And according to canon, he never changed back. <laughs> what movie are we, we doing, Steve? We are reviewing the final film in the Star Wars prequel trilogy, Star Wars uh -huh. Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Ooh. great. Yay. Yay. Well, I, I, the first trilogy... We'll be over, and I bet we'll all feel great coming out of the movie theater. Like, whoa, wow, this connects so so well yeah. to the first three films. It's, it's so smooth, and it doesn't raise any troubling questions at all. There's no weird... I mean... <laughs> It doesn't. It does. There's so much. There's so much. Like, he didn't watch Star Wars or any of the other movies. My, I just love how it doesn't undermine the quality or the intelligence of the characters of the original Star Wars movies one bit. No. No, not no, one bit. No, thankfully, the only holdover dies. Yeah. So, Steve, yeah. do you have any trivia about Revenge of the Sith? I do have some trivia about Revenge of the Sith. Great. Oh, lay it on me, oh, baby. Okay. I wanna I wanna love every yeah. second of this review. Yeah. So, okay, this is a prequel and it's 
It's a very prequely prequel. This one especially <laughs> feels like super prequely. Um, but as prequely as this movie is, it was almost, uh -huh. can you believe it, even more prequely than the movie we got. Because I, in an earlier draft of the script, yes. a, there was an appearance by a 10-year-old Han Solo. No, there wasn't. Yes, Shut there up. was. And he was... Shut Shut your and he was, mouth. And he was living on... I will end this podcast. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. And he was uh. living on Kashyyyk, the Wookiee planet, being Why? raised by Chewbacca. But that's not... That isn't... That's not what... That's no. stupid. I, that's I, so I, stupid. I, isn't it great they cut that out? It's so great it's, because I know that this had an original four-hour running time. I just love that there are actually bits of this movie that were bad enough to get cut out. That of everything that made it in, there were actually things in early scripts that people had to, I'm sure, tackle George Lucas in the corridors of Lucasfilm and drag According him into Lucas, a room. It was too long. According to Lucas... It was too long. Yeah. And he wanted to focus specifically on Anakin. What a, what a not concept. On, not on working with him with his character so that he can deliver dialogue well. Just he wanted to focus everything on Anakin. Everything about Anakin and Darth Vader is so important. Right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any other? Yeah, there's another. Please? This I'll, I'll give you God, one. I'll yeah. give you one more because I feel was like was ET it, in it more? Did he? Was he on Kashyyyk? Yes, he was. It was amazing. <laughs> no, um, uh, so as was the case with with the other two prequels, uh, much yes. of this film was shot in front of green screens and blue screens and so forth, so yes. that the actors could be then digitally inserted into artificially created em environments, right? Right. Um, and this posed a serious problem when it came to C-3PO, who has several scenes in this movie. And C-3PO yes. is all shiny, so his shiny yeah. costume reflected the green screens oh, no. in nearly every shot. Um, oh, no, uh, poor C-3PO. Yeah, I know. So as a result, rather than just quickly keying him out, as was the case with the other characters, you just drop out the background. It's real easy. That's the whole point of yeah. having him in front of a solid color in the first place. They had to go right. back and digitally paint out frame by frame the reflections of green screen in 3PO's costume. And I was thinking as I read this trivia, no would have you know what would have enabled them to avoid that? Shooting what? on a set. <laughs> if they had shot the movie on an actual set, they wouldn't have had to paint anything out. Nope. So anyway, there nope, you go. Nope, nope. No, no, no. I have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I don't want to add anything else to it. Everything that I think about makes me angry. I'm just going into the list of people that I've already said twice before. <laughs> Directed by George Lucas. Like we said, for our running time, solely focus on just just uh, Anakin. There was some political stuff that was cut out, including some of the birth of the, the rebellion that he cut out too. So we got a shorter running time. Yay, whatever. He's <laughs> you, never directing again. He's never directing another movie again. You could have cut even more out, George. It wouldn't have broken my heart. Yeah, you could have cut out so much of this fucking movie. <laughs> Produced by Rick McCallum, who I honestly hope he had a stroke and is in a hospital somewhere. No, I don't. No, that's mean. I don't want to be that mean. I don't want to be that mean, but he probably has... Long nights staring into a fireplace while his grandchildren play around his feet. <laughs> and they say, what did you used to do for a living, Grampy? <laughs> and he'd say, I was, I, I put out garbage fires, honey. I didn't have anything. I didn't, I don't. Oh, you made Grampy cry again. Oh, no. <laughs> and then when he's alone at night, he just stares in the bathroom mirror and mutters to himself, you saw it. You saw it happening and you could have stopped it and you didn't. You fucking coward. You didn't stop it. You let it happen right in front of you. All I had to do is open my 
fucking goddamn mouth just once. Could have just said that didn't really work for me, George, but you didn't say it. You didn't say it, did you? This is why you can't get an erection anymore. <laughs> no, your wife doesn't love you. Your kids don't love you. And why would they? Why would anybody love you? Okay, we're getting yeah. so fucking mean, so let's keep going. <laughs> Sorry, written Rick. By George, <laughs> written by George Lucas in pencil on a yellow, a yellow legal pad. <laughs> yep. Starring Ewan McGuigar as Abogabogab, <laughs> Natalie Portman as Poo Poo Pee Pee Platter. I don't want to say this again. This is why we're getting it, getting over. This is why this is being done this we're, month. We're, this is Star Wars month, so we can move on with our lives. <laughs> as Obi Wan Kenobi, Natalie Portman as Padme Amidala, Hayden Christensen as five pounds of acting talent in a twenty-gallon tank. Damn. There is. Damn. That, I mean, I'm sorry. He's done great things in other things, yes. in other movies, yes, he but has. he's obviously someone who needs a lot more support as an actor yeah. than some frog sitting in a, in a fucking chair all the way across on the other end of a warehouse going faster more intense <laughs> he would benefit from a, he would benefit from a director who actually you knows interacts with the actors that he casts in his films. There are some scenes of him talking with Hayden Christensen going, okay, this is what's happening in this scene, right? Yeah. But it doesn't seem, it means, it looks like his words are just shooting straight past Hayden's head. It's like, I think he gets it, what's going on, but I don't think he understands why he needs to be upset now or why he needs to be a certain way. Oh, you're a bad guy now. When did that happen? Does George understand why he needs to be upset? (laughs) I think that's part of the problem, too. Ian McDermott as Supreme Chancellor. Okay, get ready. Sheev Palpatine. Oh, yes. There's a name for you. And also Darth Sidious. So finally we get the reveal. And Ian McDermott, boy, he's having fun. Oh, he's he's the only one. He's, he's having a fucking ball. Uh, Jimmy Smits as Senator Bail Organa. You're damn right. Ugh. What was that? A, was that an ugh directed at Jimmy Smith? That was Smith's? an ugh at Jimmy Smith. How dare you? How dare you, sir? I have two facial expressions in this movie. You, oh, <laughs> you are treading on thin ice, my friend. <laughs> what, what movie has he done since this? I don't think he's done any movie since this. No, yeah, no, I don't he was think in, he, has he was, either. He was in Rogue One for like five minutes playing the same character. That, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'll go deliver a message. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Candy Baker is Arby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Last time he plays him, I think. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, because he passes away. Sorry. Love you, Kenny. Frank Oz is the voice of Yoda. That's right. We still have CGI Yoda. And boy, oh boy, he still looks so not alive. And oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and he gets the sword fighting gear. Yeah, he does. That's so great. Mm-hmm. And James Earl Jones? Uh-huh. As the voice of Darth Vader? Here's some trivia. You ready? Oh, boy, I'm ready. People ask James Earl Jones, James, how did it feel to record the, the dialogue for Darth Vader again? And he said, did I? <laughs> You're going to need to ask George because I don't remember doing that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So the uh, the fact that that could be someone else doing the voice of Darth Vader is a distinct possibility. <laughs> James Earl Jones don't even remember. No, nor gives a nor shit. <laughs> Whatever. I went into a studio several times for the other movies and just recorded some dialogue, and then that was it. That was my level of involvement. Why are you on my front porch? <laughs> Leave me alone. Music by John Williams. 
He could write these scores in his sleep at this point. He probably does. He says, okay, put my hand on the table with a pen in it. I'm going to bed he just, now. Yes. He, he has a filing cabinet in his house, and there's just a, a drawer labeled lightsaber fights. And yeah. he just picks out yeah, a random page. There you go, George. Here's your lightsaber. All you wrote was help me several times while you were sleeping. <laughs> Release me. Cinematography by David Tattersall, same guy as before. Edited by Roger Barton and Ben Burt, same guys as before. Production company Lucasfilm Limited, blah. Distributed by 20th Century, blah. Release date, May 19th, 2005. Running time, 140 minutes. Budget, $113 million. Box office, because we're a bunch of fucking rubes <laughs> and we were gonna see this through. Yes. million making it the highest grossing film of that year and it held that title I mean it it was it made good it made money right Steve it It made made money it 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 still holds box office records to this day of course the the records that it still holds are kind of those weird specific ones like I, I was looking it up it still holds the record for biggest grossing opening day on a Thursday which is kind of which is kind of like a baseball player who has the record for uh-huh. most hits in game 4 of an ALDS it's like okay technically it's a record but you know don't you're not yeah, don't, don't brag right. about it too much mm-hmm. most bunts <laughs> most bunts on a Tuesday most bunts on the second game of a doubleheader on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and that's mine forever nobody's ever going to break that mm-hmm. Most peep actors found crying in closets during shooting. It's a very large number. People, <laughs> Not that many. People that Almost were extras everybody. were crying. A lot of these people are all CGI. I've loved Star Wars Even my whole life. Even the people that didn't need to be CGI <laughs> were cgi you know, into the movie. You know, George, we have a whole room full of costumes. We could just have people play these extras. No. You know, we have the actor that actually plays the clone trooper here. <laughs> we could just use him. We could put him in the seat. No, everybody's no, clones. No. Everybody, that's, no, stop you it. shut up. You're fired. It would also be a lot cheaper to do it that Fuck way if you. we just composite. Okay, okay. Or are you fine. saying I can't afford it? <laughs> You're saying I don't have the money? <laughs> I can buy and sell your whole family. Get out. Make it disappear. Get out. Would you like to fall into the pit of Khartoum, too? <laughs> That's a real thing in my backyard. I made it. I made it. I created the Star Wars. <laughs> Lost three kids to the Sarlacc last year. He's <laughs> starting to get hungry again. He's also starting to turn into a pack lad. So let's <laughs> yeah, go. I know. Well, you know. My movie's good. Life imitates art. <laughs> Stop. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to finally just blast your way into this goddamn movie? Please. For the last time, no more prequels. Well, this is what we have to look forward to. No more prequels yet. Yes, please. Where we're going was okay, but I don't think it's going to pop up 10 years from now on our Let's Review Run. <laughs> I know, probably not. Unless we're like, no. unless we're feeling super nostalgic. Yeah, and well, we might. We might. Who, go, who knows? Go, remember Rogue One, oh. where everybody died at the end. Remember, the robot died at the end, and, and then a creepy ghost layer showed up. Yeah. And- <laughs> remember how sad we were. <laughs> All right, you ready? Ready, S- Steve. Take it. Take it away. War. That's how. Dun, the- dun, 
dun dun dun. Hey, it's the it's the shittiest opening crawl of any Star Wars movie. Oh boy, uh, uh, the first paragraph of that opening crawl. Oh my god, it's you, awful. You go what? It's like it's like it's pasted together from sentences cut from different pieces. While George was sleeping. Yeah, it's just, it makes no sense. It has no dramatic narrative flow. It's so just. There's been a big war. Yeah. And, and the Republic is losing. Yeah. And then it says something like, there are heroes on both sides. Yes. And I go, what? Yeah, because <laughs> let's let's break that down. There are heroes on both sides. One of one of the sides is the separatists, which are led by the evil Count Dooku, and uh-huh. the other side is clones. <laughs> so who are the are are the heroes from the clones or from the evil people? Yeah, I mean, you've basically set it up because George thinks clones are disposable people that don't have souls, and robots, who he also thinks are disposable yeah. people who don't have clo- don't have souls. Yeah. So which ones are the ro- heroes again? Is it, is it Count Dooku? Yeah. And then uh, maybe Newt Gunray. Yeah, he's he was the hero. He was the great hero. And then there's also the 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 line evil is everywhere, which okay, thanks for telling me. Like Yeah, cool. that that narrows it down. Evil thanks is for giving everywhere. us a focus. Yeah, yeah thanks evil for giving us some focus. <laughs> what what <laughs> it, it really does feel like he's like I don't know. Uh, Evil's everywhere. I don't What's wanna... going on? <laughs> And so the opening crawl dies away, and then we get an interminable scene. Oh God, it's like that yeah. just keeps going and going. I, I I know a lot of people like to criticize CGI heavy films by saying like, oh, it looks like a cutscene from a video game. This looks like a cutscene from a video game. This, it's better than in the other two movies, it, but it still does feels like it's, yeah. nothing's real. Well, it feels like nothing's real, and there's just there's so much shit in the frame. That oh my it's God. so it's difficult to keep track of what you're like. I get what they're going. What you're looking at. They're, they're, I, yeah. they're going for like, oh, it's a big space battle. Look at all the ships. Look, you know. And it's like, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to like give the impression of scale. But I'm supposed to be focused on what these two ships are doing. That's the whole. That's the dramatic anchor of this scene. And I keep yeah. losing them because there's a million different things going on. And I can't even tell you what the enemy's ships look like. No. Right? I can't. I have no idea what's going on. Early In the in the later films, it's there are TIE fighters and there are the Star Destroyers, and we get that. Yeah. Right? And then we recognize the ragtag group of fighters that they have for the Rebel Alliance. In this one, it's just garbage all over the screen, and it doesn't help matters much that instead of a regular planet that they're fighting over, it's Coruscant, yeah. which is a city planet yeah. that don't look like a planet from space. <laughs> it's just light and noise and more noise yeah. and more lights and pew-pews. And uh, it's just a lot. And, and people have praised it because it's a single shot. That's not impressive in CGI. No, no. You weren't worried about, oh, how, how is this? How is the cameraman going to change clips? Right, exactly. In, how are we going to disguise a cut? How are we going to move the camera? Yeah. Right. Well, and in CGI, you could make the entire movie a single cut. And yeah, exactly. It's not a problem. And the other thing is, and the most basic problem with this action scene. Uh, we start in the middle of it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's it's sometimes no, it's, we're in media res. Yeah, sometimes it's exciting to start in media res, but 
it never lets us know what they're trying to do other than they have to yeah. they have to rescue the chancellor we don't know uh, we don't know where the chancellor is we don't know what yeah, they, they have to accomplish they just told us in the title scroll that the chancellor's been kidnapped yeah. by general grievous right. how we, yeah. i don't know we don't know what ship he's in we don't know how far away the ship is we don't know if there's anything special they have to do to get into the ship it's just chaos mm -hmm. and when you think about like the 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 legendary fight scene at the end of Star Wars where they're assaulting the Death Star. You know exactly what they're trying to accomplish. And that's what gives it a sense of drama and a sense of suspense because you know, mm -hmm. okay, they have to get to this particular point and they have to do this thing. And there's nothing right. of that in this first scene. It's just complete chaos. And then in the last like minute of the scene, they get to the Chancellor's ship and they're like, oh, we got we to turn off the force field. And then they're on the ship. You know. Well, first we have to have a whole bunch of star f fighter foo, yeah, where they get attacked by robots, yeah. in space, and the uh, the droid but, that I isn't R two gets killed. <laughs> but typically, a long a long shot establishes something, right? yeah, and without dialogue. Yeah. So you'd have this long shot where. You know, they fly through all of this stuff. You don't know who's on whose side, who's shooting at who, what's blowing up, yeah. who, who are we following? We don't know that until way into it, like a minute and a half to two minutes into following these two ships around. And the two ships don't say, here's the good guy's side and there's the bad guy's side. It's just flying through a mess. Yeah. And so, yeah, so they finally, so Obi-Wan and Anakin are like flying in the spaceships and they got to get to the ship that has Dooku in it and they're like oh no robots and they get rid of the robots and then they're like oh there he is oh no they're shutting the door we gotta get through it so they get through the door and they crash in the hangar yeah and then ro more robots, more robots. Come out. no they were well, not yet first once again, to delineate all tension, they get surrounded by these droids, and they just cut them down in about a three and a half seconds. Yes. And they're like, oh, who? Well, so much for that. And they go, we're going to take an elevator, and we're going to go <laughs> We're gonna go get the, the ch chancellor. You stay here, R-do-do-do. And R2-D2 is like, go, great. I'm all CGI now for some reason. Why Why am I a CGI? I, I was a real goddamn robot in other movies. Why am I a CGI robot now? I uh, what no fuck you okay fine and they leave and <laughs> R2D2 is stuck there with these bigger battle droids and if you thought the big old bigger battle droids would have um different voices than the skinny battle droids you're wrong nope. they still talk like that <laughs> but they talk like people yeah they talk like they talk like people except the bigger battle droids have truncated sentences to make them seem stupid yeah it doesn't make any sense at all what the ship now me go this way. Like, ha, ah, okay. <laughs> All right, we get it, we get it. Anyway, they so they have to go up, and then they run into, oh, no, General Grievous. And I'm so, I I hate General Grievous so much because of all the time we spent with him in the previous two movies. Yeah. That, oh, I can't wait for General Grievous to go down. Yeah. bad. He's such a... Or, this is the first time we've seen General Grievous, <laughs> and I have no idea who he is or what he is. He just seems to be a weird monkey robot that has a breathing problem. And I don't care what happens to him. <laughs> They they refer to him as a droid, a droid, like a, a droid, droid leader, in, in, yeah, a droid leader, yeah. and so I just assumed when I first saw it, oh, he's a robot, he's a robot, he's a robot guy, but then he's got some fleshy parts yeah. around in his eye socket, so I'm like, oh, he's not a robot guy, and I was like, so once again, you've created George, you've created a villain who has breathing problems. Yeah, what is, what is it about villains that have lung issues? Now fans will say, well, you should have watched the Clone War 
mini mini series that was between these two movies, and I'm like, I ain't fucking watching anything and anything else. You're making a movie. You need to establish this guy and not rely on me watching a fucking cartoon show in between movies. Right. You got to put it in the film. I'm not doing the homework. Well, and see, that's the thing. If you want to put things in your movie that people who did watch the cartoon will recognize and yeah. get, that's fine. Do all of that you want, but it shouldn't be done in a way that it keeps people who didn't see the cartoon from knowing what the right. fuck is going on. Right. So uh, Grievous is there and he's like, ha, 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 I'm a bad guy. <laughs> and I also wear cape for some reason. Hey, Steve, uh-huh. why, why is that robot wearing a cape? I got no- is there a reason why that robot is, is he cold? Is he a little chilly? <laughs> I have no idea. I know he needs a place to put all of his lightsabers because when he kills a Jedi, he takes them, he puts the lightsaber. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. But don't worry, he's not the only droid type person that's wearing clothes in this fucking movie because there are other robots that have clothes. Too. Yeah, sure. Because for what reason? I don't know. Their head is cold and they want a cape. That's all that I can think of. Is that's what they want anyway? Um, General Grievous captures them. No, no, what do they no. Do? They're this in. Is so they're in. They're confusing. in the the. They have the Chancellor like tied to a chair, and then um, Count Dooku shows up. No, is that what happens? Isn't it? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, so they get up to the top, and and somehow his chair turns around from looking out the window to see the Jedi's coming in. And I'm like, why does he have control? Of <laughs> yeah, he's chair? he's a prisoner. Other than the fact that George wanted to ape a scene with the with the Emperor from Return of the Jedi. Right. And, and, couldn't like, be, and couldn't be bothered to think of how that could make sense. So he just did yeah. it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, good. Release me. And then they say a whole bunch of things that don't make sense. Like, um, the, the Chancellor's like, oh, you won't be able to defeat Dooku. He's a Sith Lord. And then and Obi-Wan says, uh, uh, Sith Lords are a speciality. And and the Chancellor should have said, when was the last time you fought one? <laughs> yeah. You fought one, you fought one in the first, in the last movie, and he kind of, uh, gave you scars and knocked you over. Yeah. So, Cut your hand uh, off, brother. <laughs> like, uh, so what's the deal? Uh, how how much training did you get in fighting these enemies that haven't existed in a really long time? Okay, <laughs> right. whatever. How do you have whatever. Sith Lord fighting class when there aren't any Sith Lords until a few years ago? Right, and so Dooku comes in, and he's mostly CGI yeah. because there's no way you're getting that man to move around like Oh, God, that. he does like a somersault. Yeah, because it's Christopher Lee's Count Dooku. Yeah. And he does he does a jumping somersault 20 feet down to the Like Because he's Batman. Right. He's Batman. I think he has three lines of dialogue, and then they fight. And then, uh uh-oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi gets knocked down. And, uh uh-oh, a three-ton platform is dropped on his body and doesn't kill him or bisect his, or cut his legs directly off. He just drops it down just enough to pin him down, right, Apparently doesn't injure him in any lasting way whatsoever. And when I saw that, I went, oh, so Obi-Wan's dead now. Obi-Wan's dead? the, 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 The way it's animated, he moves when the thing hits him. Like, it hits yes. him, and he skids a little across the floor. It looks really nasty, and it's like, oh, it shit. really awful. It's like, oh, fuck, so he's dead. <laughs> so he's <Yeah>. just dead. <laughs> but now Anakin's going to fight yeah. him, and then they fight, and then Anakin uh, gets both cuts off his hands. Yeah. And, Hi, kids. And then he gets <laughs> both the lightsabers, and, 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 and Chancellor Palpatine, who's totally not evil, because totally. remember, this is a big reveal later, yeah. says, in... Sidious's voice, do it. <laughs> Kill him. 
And um, Anakin's super conflicted about that, huh? Yeah, he thinks about it for what, about five seconds? He's like, he's like, oh, gee, I don't know yeah. if I should. Okay. And then he cuts off his head and he goes, I shouldn't have done that. And and Palpatine's like, yeah, no choices. Perfectly fine. Let's go. And he's like, what about Obi-Bobobibo? And he's like, forget him. Let's go. We got to leave. And he's like, no. Because I remember, George Lucas hasn't decided if I'm a good guy or a really bad guy yet. And so... I got to help him, and just Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's knocked out, yeah. right? Yeah. They picked him up, and we get into the elevator, and now we have George Lucas doesn't understand gravity in space. <laughs> yes. The ship gets shot, yeah. and it starts going down. And it's in space, just to remind everybody, and it starts falling towards the planet. Yes. Everyone inside the ship starts falling as if there were gravity. Not that there was artificial gravity in the ship, yeah. which would have kept them in place. Yeah. They start falling through the ship like it's the fucking towering inferno or yeah. or the Poseidon adventure. Yeah. We forgot R2-D2 fought some guys. Yeah. And <laughs> he, set, and did he set like a droid on fire or something? He, there uh-huh. some stormtroopers? or I don't know. He killed some people. Right. So then they write the ship again. No, who? And then uh, Obi Wan w- wakes up, and then they get captured, right? Yeah. And they take him to go see to go see uh, Grievous, and he's like, "Ha ha, gotcha!" And literally, Obi Wan Kenobi says in this fucking movie, after Grievous says, "I will take your lightsabers, and I'll and we'll be successful." Obi Wan says, "Oh, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> You know, in that signature Obi-Wan Kenobi wit. Right. You know know how sassy Obi-Wan Kenobi is. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, I don't think so, girlfriend. And he's like, girlfriend, what are you (laughs) talking about? And then R2-D2 signaled somehow, somehow, he just knew, starts going crazy and electrocuting people, causes a distraction, they get their lightsabers back, they fight, they fight a bunch of robots, they fight, and then Grievous blows open a window, and he's like, ha-ha, and he goes out into space. Yeah. And then he comes back onto the ship, and they close the thing, and they're like, oh, no, he's getting away, and then he gets away. But we're not done yet with this thrilling adventure thing. (sighs) No. Because then the ship gets cut in half. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So the ship, the front part of the ship where they are, gets cut in half and they start entering the atmosphere, Steve. Yeah. And a good thing Anakin is one of the best star pilots in the galaxy. Yeah. Otherwise, they would crash. Yeah. Also, all the engines were on the part of the ship that was left behind in space. So <laughs> I don't know Whoops. how he's doing jack shit. But thankfully... George forgot how all the spaceships work in his fucking goddamn trilogy (laughs) because one of them points out there's a runway over there. A runway, Steve. Yeah, you know how... A runway. (laughs) Just think of all the Star Wars ships we've seen land on runways. Every single fucking ship takes off vertically and lands vertically. No runways. I've never seen a runway in one of these movies ever until this scene. So somehow Anakin manages to land the ship on a runway that shouldn't exist with a ship that has no um, no propulsion at all yeah. and also is not aerodynamic and should have fallen to the ground like a goddamn brick. And, and is probably so huge it's, it's not designed to land anyway. No. You know, it's probably one of those ships. You, you take landing craft down to a planet if you want to leave the ship. That, right. That's, it's like the size right. of a Star Destroyer. You're not, it's not made to land on a planet. Yeah. 
it, it catches on fire on the way in too, and they put fire out before it can crash onto the. It's stupid. It's so fucking. Stupid. Oh god, and it's so long. This whole sequence from from the beginning of the movie to this point, it's so long, and it but accomplishes nothing. But not as long nothing. as this next sequence. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes of people talking. Yay. Yay. The heart of the film. Okay, so that took about a half hour. Yeah. That original scene was an hour yes. long. Yes, just imagine that. But that's okay, because now they're bringing everybody home. Yay. Uh, or back to another part of that fucking nightmare city. Yes. And back on our beloved G- Coruscant. Right. And uh, the Chancellor is there, and he's all like, oh, I'm so glad to be back. And fucking Jar Jar Binks is there, too. But this time he doesn't say anything. And, and Obi-Wan's like, you're going to have to go and deal with politics because they want to talk to you because you're the big hero. And he's like, I'm not the big hero. And he's like, shut your fucking... <laughs> Why? Why? Why are we still... We're not friends. You can tell that, right? Yeah. We're friendly, but we're not friends. They're work friends. Uh Uh-huh. And so everybody walks off, and then from behind a pillar, because no one could possibly see this, uh, 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 Princess Amidal comes up, and she's like, I was so scared, and I miss you. And and he's like, I love you, too. And she's like, I love you, too. And I'm I'm tired of hiding and all this other crap. And and he's like, well, we got to do it. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, I thought you were on the space pill. There's no such thing as the space pill. There's no such thing as contraception. Apparently. There's no such thing as prenatal care. Look, or these, two, these two characters are so fucking stupid that of course they had unprotective sex, Steve. Of course. Of course they did. In their secret Neither marriage one of them that would prob- ruin both of their lives if found out about. <laughs> Oh, and then we cut to Grievous on Tapu or yeah. uh, to, to wherever. Yeah. He comes in and then we see, oh, remember the, the evil emperor? There he is. And he's like, I want you to take all of the separatist leaders and I want you to force them to go to a lava planet. And he's like, okay, <laughs> that's it. You're the boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then Grievous, uh, after that, Grievous then takes a ship and he goes to a planet that, that where everybody lives in holes. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was... Uh, and now we have the worst scene perhaps ever written for a film. <laughs> oh, boy. Between Anakin and and, and Padme. Yeah. It's that scene, everybody. It's that scene about you are so beautiful. The balcony scene. <laughs> the, the, bal- the balcony scene. Not the Romeo and Juliet balcony scene. The exact opposite. And it's all the lines. All the lines. Oh. All the lines are stupid. It's so bad, and it's acted badly, and I feel so bad for these actors because they're both very talented actors, and they just... they they are able to do absolutely nothing with this dialogue. They look like and, assholes. <laughs> the fucking the George looks like an asshole <laughs> because he wrote this dialogue for them to he say. He doesn't know how people in love oh, work apparently. It's so bad. Um so w- once again, George does not trust the actors or the audience to understand a performance without the actors saying things out loud. In which we've had these two characters say out loud to one another that I love you and I think I'll die for you and all this other stuff. Because George doesn't know how to write dialogue, he acknowledges this, and if you acknowledge a weakness, then why in the name of fuck are you writing dialogue? (laughs) George, hire a screenwriter. Lots of people do it. Yeah, you did it. You did it for your best movies. Two times. (laughs) 
But oh no, Anakin's having bad dreams again. No, he's having a bad dream that Padme's dying in childbirth. Yeah, and he goes to Yoda and he's like, Yoda, I'm having bad dreams about Padme. And Yoda literally tells him, I don't worry about it. <laughs> people, di- people die. Don't mourn Get them. Get over it. Don't mourn them. Don't mourn them. Don't be sad. They've joined the force. Oh, thanks, Counselor yeah. Yoda. That's great. Wow. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> wow, Yoda, you're kind of a prick. <laughs> so don't do anything and don't worry about it. The Force will take care of it. Thanks, asshole. Don't get attached to anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, Yoda. Jesus. And then, the ch- remember, guys, this is taking a long time. Nothing's happening. Yeah. The Chancellor wants uh, Anakin to sit on the, uh, be his representative on the Jedi Council. Yeah. And he's like, ah, yay. And then he goes to the Jedi Council, and they're like, okay, you can be on the, uh, we don't trust him, and we don't really like you. And um, you don't get to be a master. And he's like, oh, gosh darn it, I want to be a master, too. I want to be a master, and I want to be a Chancellor. And I'm like, No. 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 Oh, yeah. And another thing, we want you to spy on the Chancellor, too. I know every time you look at us, you you really look like you hate all of us, like every single one of us. <laughs> but we need you to spy on the Chancellor. Can you spy on the Chancellor? And he's like, fine, fuck, God damn it, right? And then they talk about whether or not he's the chosen one. Remember that shit? Yeah, he's the that one. That hasn't been mentioned in a while. He's the one that will bring balance to the Force. Whatever that Whatever means. Whatever that means. <laughs> And then, you know, uh, so he's got to hang out with, he's got to hang out with Palpatine. And they go to a thing. They go to a, they call it an yeah. opera. It's it's not. It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's like a big bubble opera. It's a big bubble of water mm. and little sperms fly in and out of it. Because George was thinking, I'm going to get arty and we're going to be talking about manipulating life and all that stuff. And so it's going to kind of look like a DNA strand and people are going to watch that apparently for hours. Yeah. I, w- I got bored with it in the movie. Yeah. I was not like, ooh, ah. It was like, okay. Like, that's... stop cutting to that. That's terrible. Please stop cutting to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's making me really angry. Right. And and so uh, Palpatine's all like, you know, the Jedis are trying to take over. And he's like, I can't believe that. And he's like, they totally are. And you totally can't trust them. And also, you've been having bad dreams about Padme, haven't you? He's like, yeah. And he's like, hey, tell you what. I'm going to tell you about the tragedy of D- Darth butthead <laughs> Darth and butthead. he i don't know but darth plagueis yeah. and he's like darth plagueis um can manipulate life with the force and he can make someone live forever where is he oh he's dead <laughs> what yeah this is just, just a whole thing <laughs> never mind anyway it's just a whole thing i'm telling you that the sith can totally make people live forever or something and we can totally use to keep padme alive because he thinks padme is gonna die from your things and he's like okay and then we cut to chic yay because that's for fan service yes exactly for needless annoying cameos by characters that should not be in this movie does not contribute to the plot no. has nothing to do with anything that's going on it's just yoda's on Kashyyyk, yep, yep. Right? it turns out that yoda <sighs> and Chewie know each other from way back small mm-hmm. galaxy mm-hmm. so uh obi-wan's being sent to utapau yeah. or however you yeah, say whatever. it to go hunt down general grievous yeah because that's the best way to handle that send one guy all by himself Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan says a bunch of stuff as he's leaving to Anakin that we don't believe, like he's proud of him and that he's a better Jedi than him and a whole bunch of other shit. And I guess he's just blown smoke straight up <laughs> Anakin's ass because I don't he see says, that anywhere. He says, he actually says to him, Obi-Wan Kenobi actually says to this brooding, petulant child, you're a better Jedi than I could ever be. What? 
Yeah, when exactly. have we seen even a hint of that at mm-hmm. all? Like ever? And then we cut back. Now we cut to Anakin being all conflicted and moody because we haven't seen that enough. And now Obi Wan shows up on Utapau. And he shows up, and these guys who look like faces look like corduroy. They're like totally like help us. There's a whole bunch of people there, and he doesn't react to no. it at all. And it's like they're totally here, and he's like, okay, well, great. If you guys got guys who can fight, you maybe you yeah. should fight. Or something. I don't, <laughs> don't worry, I, I don't know. I've got it under control. I have a brilliant plan for how to defeat mm-hmm. General Grievous. Uh-huh. What's his brilliant plan? His brilliant plan is that he climbs up on the rafters in the room where General Grievous is meeting with his army of droids. No, his lizard chicken. His lizard. Brings him up yeah. There. Oh, that's right. That makes that's right. so much fucking noise. His lizard chicken. But yeah, so he get and he climbs up and he's looking down like from a from like the rafters at General Grievous. Yeah. And he rubs his beard for a second, like, hmm, I've got an idea. And then he just jumps. No, you don't. He just jumps down <laughs> in the middle of everybody and he's like, hello there. Mm-hmm. Great plan, Obi-Wan. And now we cut to this fight scene that goes on between between Grievous and Obi-Wan, and it just goes on and on, and it's not real, and nothing in there is real, and he's not fighting anybody, and the background isn't real. Nothing's real. And then, oh, goody, clone troopers show up, and, the, and now they're all fighting. Yay. And as they're fighting, we cut away. <laughs> We cut away. Yay. Yeah, that's that's always. What do we cut? What do we cut away to? Uh, is it another uh, Palpatine and Anakin scene? Uh, it's the Jedi War Council. Okay, and um, they're just like, well, what are we gonna do? <laughs> And uh, Obi-Wan, okay, so uh, right after they're talking, then we find out that Sidious is actually a Sith Lord. And, oh boy, Anakin seems real super conflicted about that, oh, yeah. right? And he's like, you're going to answer to the you're going to answer to the Senate. And, and he's like, whatever, I'm the only one that can keep your baby mama alive. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell. And then he goes and he tells. He tells Mace Windu, so, yeah. So, yeah, he goes and he finds Mace Windu, and he's is windy guess what uh chancellor palpatine is actually a, a sith lord we should go get him and he's like okay but you got to stay here because that's what we do we always just uh, when you want something we say no that's what we've <laughs> done through this entire fucking the this entire fucking trilogy anything you want we say no, no that's what we do so you gotta stay here and then we cut back yeah <laughs> steve <sighs> Mm-hmm. 20 minutes have passed yes. since we cut away from Obi-Wan and Grievous fighting. Mm-hmm. And now we've cut back and they're, they're still, still fighting. fighting. Yes. Oh my God. And so that's when he's chasing him with his chicken lizard and he's got a big wheel and they're, they're fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and falling and fighting. <laughs> and, and then he falls in some water and then, no, he doesn't fall in some water. And then he kills General Grievous, right? Yeah, with a blaster. Why? How can he kill him? He's a so droid. So uncivilized. Uh, because he's got, he's got like fleshy parts under his droid parts. No, he doesn't. He rips open. Open his chest case, his chest armor, and there is a hanging, just free from everything, a <laughs> a hanging heart. Yep. No, not connected. To, I mean, I suppose it's connected to tubes, but it's just dangling there like hearts yeah. do. And then he shoots it, and then he kills him. And then, fun for the kids, uh, a fire burns out of his eyes, and he falls <laughs> over. You know, I want to I want to make sure we mention my favorite part of this whole endless, ultimately pointless action sequence with Obi-Wan and General Grievous. 
at at a certain point when they're doing the they're chasing each other and obi-wan drops his lightsaber and it and it yes. just falls like they're really high up and it just falls into nothingness and you can't even see where it lands yes. right and you're like oh shit obi-wan right. lost his lightsaber as a jedi that's right. like a pretty big deal right uh the mm -hmm. fight scene ends obi-wan walks out and he walks up to like a random clone trooper and he's like, oh, hey, I killed General Grievous back there, just so you know. And the clone trooper is like, oh, yeah, by the way, pulls out Obi-Wan's lightsaber. I think you dropped uh -huh. this and just gives it back to him. Oh, okay, right. so that was worth showing us. He drops his lightsaber <laughs> and then the some dude just hands it back to him. What a tightly scripted film. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. It's after the chase that Mace Windu learns that he finds okay, out. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so they're getting ready to erase, erase, <laughs> I wish, to arrest the Chancellor. Yeah. And now we cut to scenes of people sitting sitting down looking at nothing at sunset because they're super conflicted. Yeah. Yeah, because super conflicted. He's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and um, he finally decides, I'm going to go do something. And he, he tells Padme, just do what you've been doing. Just sit down and be pregnant and cry. Yeah. Because that's all she's You're done. Barely even a character in this one. Yeah, just sit there and be my baby factory and shut up. <laughs> I love you, by the way. <laughs> he jumps into a ship and flies away. And oh no, Mace Windu's coming. He's gonna, he's gonna arrest Chancellor Palpatine. And they have a laser sword fight. Mm -hmm. Where, um, okay, Ian, I like you a lot. I like you as an actor, but. Uh, you really don't know how swords work at all, do you? You have this move where you try to bring it up to your chest and kind of thrust it forward, which would have gotten you killed 19 <laughs> times, buddy. I don't know. I mean, I know most of this you're not fighting, but Jesus Christ. So Sidious kills like three of the guys that are with Mace Windu within seconds. Yeah. And I looked at that scene over and over again. And these guys see this old man with a lightsaber in his hand leap forward, and then he kills three of them while they stand there. Their lightsabers are already yeah. out. And they're Jedi. They're trained Jedi masters. And they right. just stand there and get their heads chopped off or whatever. Oh, okay. So Maze Window and him fight and fight and fight and fight, and then they break the window open in the in the office, and Mace Windu's like, ha ha, I've, you're you're going to jail, and he's like, no, I don't <laughs> think so. And then, um, inexplicable thing nine thousand happens in which he uses force lightning, and Maze Window reflects it back towards him, and and oh wait, that happens later. So what happens is. <laughs> Anakin! Yeah. Anakin shows up. And this is a great scene, and I don't know why it's in this fucking edit, where he's racing, right? He's racing to get to the Chancellor. Yeah. Right? There's a shot of him running out of the hangar thing, and running up, running up, and then he slows down to Yes, a yes, and walks out of the shot, yes. And then walks into the office, like, what's going on? What's, what's happening? <laughs> and that's when the electricity turns uh, Emperor Palpatine into a monster man. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because I didn't know Force Lightning did that. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it sure does, though. Yeah. And later, he says, they've they've mutilate, mutilated me or something like that. And it's like, no, you, it looks literally like you just grew a monster yeah. face. Because it doesn't look like scars or anything. And don't you don't I, you wonder why do I, when Mace started reflecting the force lightning that Palpatine was shooting back at him with the lightsaber and it started to hurt him, why Palpatine didn't just stop shooting the force lightning? Yeah, why didn't Anakin think of that while he was watching it happen? <laughs> stop! No, dude, just just cut out the force lightning. Just stop with the force lightning. That's the whole problem. <laughs> just stop doing that. 
<laughs> and then Mace Windu, for whatever reason, has decided he controls the Senate, he controls everything, he's got to die right now. Yeah. And I would say that's out of character, but we know nothing yeah. about Mace Windu. What character, exactly. Yeah, who is that? And he rears back to, to do the choppy chop, and, and the Emperor's like, no, please, no, help me, no. And then Anakin chops off his hand, mm-hmm. Mace Windu's hand. And uh, you could really tell that Samuel L. Jackson was not into this. <laughs> because he could not convincingly, convincingly con- tell the audience that he's been injured. No. He's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dude. But then Emperor Palpatine, who has literally been like, oh, because he says things while he's being electrocuted, like, I'm the only one that can save Padme. Yeah. Help, he's killing me. Ah, uh, I'm powerless. <laughs> and then what does he do immediately after his hand gets chopped he off? He sits up and he zaps him with force lightning and pushes him out the window. What does he say? Oh, God, what does he say? Oh, oh unlimited power. Yeah. Right. And he blows Mace Window out the window, and I guess he's dead. And what does this son of a bitch have the gall to say after all that happens? He says, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, he, he sits down. He's like, oh, what have I done? And then he just is up and decides, I'm going to, I will do whatever you want to save Padme. And then, I mean, come on, dude. He, the, the emperor literally says, well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but I'm sure. Well, maybe we can figure I'm, it out. <laughs> I'm sure together we can figure it out. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm sure. It's not a bullshit story that I just made up. Totally. I may have made a slightly empty promise to convince you and to Anakin, join my side, but we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Anakin then swears loyalty to yeah. him, and <laughs> Sidious is like, and you shall be called Darth. Oh, what have I Let used? me think. Give me a uh, second. Darth bad it's guy. Got, it's no, got to sound no. scary. It's got to sound scary. Got to sound scary. Darth Grievous Harm. Uh, we have a Grievous already. Grievous. No, no, no. <laughs> Darth Bad Day. How's Darth that? Bad Day. <laughs> oh, I know. Darth Fuck Vader. It. How about Doesn't that? Doesn't mean anything. No significance whatsoever. Nope. Just picked it and at random. He, That's your name. Right. And here's a dude that has just sworn loyalty to him. And he immediately tells him, I want you to go and kill everybody. <laughs> go to the Jedi Temple and I kill everybody. I want you to go. To the Jedi Temple and kill everyone that's there. Well, it's mostly just children. I swear, I did I blink? <laughs> it is, well, then it shouldn't take you very long. Get moving. Go to the Jedi Temple and kill all the children. I'm sorry, we call them younglings because George Lucas could not bring himself to write, he killed all the children in this yeah. movie. Could no, he? but he still wanted to have him do it. He still wanted him to kill all the children. So Anakin, um, uh, oh, he's like, well, what about all the rest of the Jedi? They're just going to come. They're going to get us. And he's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) I got it. I got this handled. See, this has been a plan that I've had in place for 25 years. Let's just say a while. A good long while. I've been playing a long, confusing game (laughs) that I don't even understand. (laughs) Just, will you just do this thing? So uh, he Anakin takes some bad guys because uh, he does uh, uh, Order 66. He's like, execute Order 66, which makes all the clones, clone troopers, immediately turn on all the Jedi, yep, yep. right? all over the galaxy, on all the different planets. They just turn on all the Jedi and they shoot them down. They shoot them. They shoot them. And they're all and really uh, easy to kill. <laughs> These Jedi, these Jedi masters, the most fearsome warriors in the galaxy. Oh, they're dead. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, then, um, while the Jedi Temple's being attacked, Padme's looking at it going, oh, that's bad. <laughs> and C-3PO's like, yeah. I bet I, I bet that Anakin's fine. Yeah. And uh, then she starts to cry for some reason. She cries more about the Jedi Temple being attacked than anything yeah. else. And um, after he gets done killing a whole bunch of children, he goes home. Yeah. And, and he's like, look, babe, good to see you. I got to go. I got to leave. I'm going to Mustafar. I did a bunch of this stuff to, just for you, honey boo-boo. Yeah. You stay here and you continue to be pregnant, okay, sweetie yeah. pop? And she's like, but I don't understand. And he's like, look, I'm being sent to the Mustafar. Oh, that's right. Because he's after he gets done killing all the kids, he's like, okay, I did it. And and Palpy's like, okay, um, why don't you go to Mustafar and kill all the Separatists yeah. too? And he's like, you were behind that? He doesn't say yeah, anything no, like just, that. Okay, cool. I would also like to interject that at this point, after George Lucas had Anakin Skywalker, who becomes Darth Vader, um, murder mm. children, I wrote off the Darth Vader character as ever being redeemable, ever. Yes. Ever. It's why I do not choose, in my own personal headcanon, to count the prequels as something that yeah. happened. Because it is at this point that these characters become so insufferably stupid <laughs> that they get what they deserve. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, there is no redemption for Anakin Skywalker at this point. They should have just let him like, definitely not come back as a fucking force ghost. Yeah, because he because he did one good thing right at the very end. <laughs> yeah, because because he did one thing that apparently didn't work. If anyone's <laughs> watched the, oh. the trailers for the Rise of Star oh, Skywalker, oh great! So his whole life meant nothing. <laughs> he turned evil for no reason. He committed unspeakable crimes. Did a kind of good thing at the end that wound up not even accomplishing mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, to, so now, um, what happens? Everyone's, uh, uh, Obi-Wan gets attacked and he gets on a ship and he takes off because the clone troopers try to attack him. And then, uh, Jimmy Smith shows up and he gets out of his little Cadillac yeah. and he's like, what's going on? And they're like, it's time for you to leave. And he's like, okay. And then he sees a kid get shot. That's it for the, the, his character for this movie. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. He did so much. <laughs> They don't even bother to shoot at him as he nope. leaves. Ah, <laughs> uh, let him go. Mm-hmm. And then they they, they uh, turn on Yoda, we, and Yoda gets away with some help from Chewie. Yeah, yeah. and then Danny says, "Oh fuck, I hate this. God damn it, I fucking hate this movie, Steve. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's just, not a good movie. Why? Why is Chewbacca? In the it's movie? fan service. That's it. There's yeah, no reason it. for Chewbacca to. And, 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 and yeah, there's no reason for the entire Kashyyyk thing. No, to be going it's on. total fan service, and all it does is make the galaxy seem incredibly small. Can I ask a yeah. question? Why is Yoda's ship hidden? I have no idea. It's they go they go walking out to the middle of fucking nowhere on a hill. It's covered with branches that they're removing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so as far as Yoda's concerned, he just showed up here to help with the defense of Kashyyyk. Right. But at some point, he took his little tiny, little tiny spaceship and hit it. Yeah. So that behind some leaves, which I get because it, that makes troops, it undetectable. <laughs> there's no reason no. for it other than Lucas forgot. <laughs> Oh, shit. While writing this script, <laughs> that there was no reason for that to happen. He's like, oh, well, he hit it so that the clone troopers wouldn't find it. Why would he do that in the first Maybe. place unless Yoda knew something bad was going to yeah. happen? Oh, yeah, and Yoda felt a little bit bad because uh, bad things were happening. Yeah, yeah, he could he could sense some, he could sense that, like, other, that the Jedi were being killed. He kind of puts his hand to yeah, his he chest. He could he's sense like, that the Jedi children, a billion fucking light years away from the planet that he's yeah. on, 
were dying, but he could never fucking detect that the goddamn High Chancellor was the Sith Lord. Yeah. Or, or that Anakin was always about five seconds away from turning to the dark side. Right, exactly. So um, he's like, come on, we'll all regroup. And um, then we go to the Senate and Palpy's there and he's like, look at me, I'm on deform. The Jedi have turned on us and we're going to hunt them all down. Oh, yeah. And also, th- this is the new empire. Yeah. And Padme's supposed to say, and Padme's there for whatever reason. She doesn't do anything senatorial. She's not a senator anymore, is she? <laughs> She's just sitting there. They, that's unclear. She said... She said something in an earlier scene after she told uh, Anakin about her pregnancy. She said something like, I don't think the queen will allow me to be a senator anymore. But, I mean, who the fuck knows? Because like, she's pregnant? I guess. Fuck I, this galaxy, then. I know. What the fuck? None of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> I didn't realize that they had worse maternity laws in this galaxy yeah. than we do in the United States. Uh, anyway, she sees there and she says, oh, so this is how liberty dies. The thunderous applause. And I'd be like, that would be a great line if it was earned, but it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, exactly. If this was a good movie, that would be a great line. Uh-huh. And um, I guess she's back at her house and Obi-Wan shows up and he's like, hey. I-. So, okay, so here's what happens. Obi-Wan and Yoda sneak. No, well, they don't sneak. They kill all the clone troopers. Yeah. Outside the Jedi Council, right? Yes. And then <laughs> they commence to wander around it like an abandoned house for the rest of the day, as near as I can tell, because yeah. no other clone troopers show up going, where did all these dead clone troopers come from? <laughs> hey, who killed all of our buddies? And they're wandering through there, and and Obi-Wan's like, oh, they killed the children. And Yoda's like, this, they died from a lightsaber. And he's like, who'd do that? And Yoda's like, who the fuck do you think? Why the who do you think? He doesn't say anything. Yo, no. Obi-Wan has to go find the security tape of of uh, yeah. Anakin killing everybody. He's like, I yeah. can't and, believe it. And I'm like, seriously? And Yoda, Yoda tells, this is, nothing anybody in this movie does makes any sense at any moment. He goes, he says, I'm going to go watch the security tape to see who did this. Yoda says, don't do that. It'll only upset you. So you don't think we should watch the tape? And find out who did this atrocity? <laughs> you don't think we should find out who, we have it on tape. You don't think we should find out who did it? Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, I can't believe it. I don't know. So Obi-Wan goes to Padme's apartment and and he's like, hey, guess what? You know the creepy, <laughs> insolent child that you, you're having a relationship with? <laughs> it turns out that he's joined the dark side. Oh, <gasps> and he murdered a bunch of kids. And Padme has the gall. <laughs> to say, not Anakin. He would never do anything like that. And someone should have walked up and said, here's a scene from uh, yes. episode two. Where Except he admits for that to, scene in the last movie where he did that exact thing. He admits to not only killing an entire village of people, but their children as well, which yeah. probably includes babies. And, probably. Uh, I guess he just forgot about it because you're so hot for his dick or something. Well, I don't see, know. She underreacted to that too, remember? She just kind of went, aw. Like, he confesses to committing a war crime. Yeah. And now and she's he's, like, oh, Annie. Now she's being told that he's done another thing. And she's like, yeah. not, not Anakin. And Obi-Wan's like, I have to find him. And she's like, I'm not telling you. Um, I just told you that he killed Jedis, that he's joined the dark side, that the Chancellor Palpatine is the Sith Lord that's taking over everything, and um, that you're... Because he guesses that... <laughs> thank, yeah, Obi-Wan, you're great. <coughs> he guesses that the children are her, are Anakin's, right? Yeah, yeah, he figures that out. 
He's like, I just told you your husband is a piece of shit. That he's killed people. Can you at least tell me where he is? No. Okay, okay. bye. <laughs> I tried my best. Bye, you piece of shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, oh, everybody you... in this movie is a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> but then she goes, I'm going to go find him. And so she gets in her own ship. Yep. With C-3PO driving. Because he can yes. do that now, apparently. Cause that's, and it's such a great idea. He, yeah. he even says, I'm getting the hang of this flying. Like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. what, what a nice bit of levity in the middle of all this fucking dread. <laughs> all, all the child murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So Obi-Wan, sneaks onto the, Obi-Wan sneaks onto the ship. First yeah. scene in, a, in an incredibly wide shot where you can barely even tell it's him. Well, it's all CGI. It's all CGI. and then Because they're get panning the, into the ship and then people walk in and then it's all CGI. Yeah, it's like the, the, the camera is like a mile away. <laughs> And and then we we get confirmation because you're watching that wide shot and you're like is that Obi Wan and then there's like an actual shot of Ewan McGregor inside the ship like hiding in a closet and you're like yeah. okay so it's Obi so he's stowing away on the ship yeah he's okay. stowing away to find find Anakin right yeah and now oh god so Yoda shows up in Palpatine's brand new office that he had made instantaneously <laughs> yes oh by the exactly. way let's cover something that's been going on in this movie Padme's pregnancy yes um how pregnant is she. Who the fuck knows? Not a whole lot, right? She's not bad. Not at first. It doesn't seem like she's that pregnant at first. It goes back and forth. Yeah. She's super pregnant <laughs> by the end. <laughs> yeah. So now we're in Palpatine's brand new office that I guess he built in anticipation of becoming the emperor. And who shows up? Yodi. Yodi and shows up. Of course, they have to fight, right, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have to. How can you do a Star Wars movie without the emperor and Yoda having a lightsaber fight? Right. And so uh, they fight, and that is juxtaposed to... Okay, so they start fighting, and we cut away back to Mustafar, where Anakin has, and we didn't cover this because who fucking cares at this point, he's killed all the Separatist leaders, Duke Gunray yeah. and a whole bunch of other people, and he's looking all all upset. He's crying, but his eyes have turned yellow, Steve. Oh, because he's just so evil. That's right, and he's just sitting up there moping, and then she shows up, and he runs out, and he's like, hey, what you doing here, honey face? And she's like... <laughs> I'm deeply concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some things. And now we get the ultimate in George Lucas not trusting you, the audience, or the actors to be able to convey things without saying the fucking things out loud. And the most egregious of this is when <laughs> Padme and Anakin are having this discussion back and forth in which he says, you're breaking my heart. Yeah, you know, which is the kind of thing that you always would say in earnest during a heartfelt argument yeah. with someone who was breaking your heart. Because he's all like, I could overthrow the Emperor and then me and you will rule the galaxy and we'll make it the way we want to be. Remember the things that I said in the last movie that you two have obviously ignored <laughs> that I said them about. <laughs> to you out loud. <laughs> right before I killed all those other children? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Feels like we've we've covered this ground before. But uh-oh, Obi-Wan's there. Yeah. He's just standing in the ship. Mm. And he starts yelling at Obi-Wan, you you liar, you betrayed me, uh, blah, blah. Oh, and then he thinks that Padme brought him, and he's like, you betrayed me too, and he starts choking her. Remember, yeah. the character's been doing all this just for her, but I guess it has something to do with the dark side of the Force. And then he's like, let her go. I know you're killing her right in front of me. Let her go. I won't do anything. How about you run up and chop off his fucking arm? How about that? Yeah. Chop it's off his some, arm, something? stick your laser sword right up his fucking ass, puppet him around the platform, and <laughs> dump him in the lava. How about you do that, Obi-Wan? Or maybe display an emotion 
Instead of casually walking down the platform from the ship, <laughs> saying, stop has, it. Stop he has it. A, he has a nice little stroll out of the ship. Stop it, Anakin. Stop. Anakin, come on, dude. He drops her. She's unconscious. And now they have to talk. In which he says one of the dumbest lines in this movie. Anakin says, if you're not with me, you're against me. Or you're my enemy. Yeah. And Obi-Wan says, only, only the Sith deal in absolutes. Which is an absolute statement. <laughs> and then he also says, like, right after that, Palpatine is evil, which sounds pretty absolute. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's true, too. Yeah. And then they start fighting. And then we cut back to Yoda and Sidious, and they're fighting. And then we cut back to them, and they're fighting. And then they cut back to Yoda, and he's fighting. And then they cut back to them, and they're fighting. They're fighting <laughs> on a lava planet, and they just keep fighting. They don't stop or talk or do any, anything. This just goes on on and on and on and then Joda and him are in the Senate and they're fighting and throwing stuff around and then they come back and they're fighting and there's still lava time and then they come back to Yoda and he barely gets away and he's crawling through the duckwork like fucking diehard yes yes and he calls Jimmy Smith to come pick him up and Jimmy, Jimmy Smith comes, comes in and picks him, picks him up, up. And he drops into the ship. And what does Yoda say? He says, into exile I must go. Because why? Because that's where I was in the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but why is he going into exile? Why oh, is he abandoning the Jedi to go into exile? Because he, because Yoda, like every other character, is a bad person. Right, exactly. And so then we come back to Mustafar, and they've been fighting fucking forever. <laughs> For like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now, finally... At the end, Obi-Wan jumps up and he's about 10 feet higher than uh, than Anakin. And he says, I got the high ground. You can't defeat me. I'm 10 feet higher than you. <laughs> we're, we're Jedis. We can jump. We can, boy, we can jump and run we're, fast. Yeah. We've established that in these series of films, haven't we? Whew, yes. Well, not but, only, but lucky for lucky for Obi Wan. Yes, he does have the high ground, and Anakin responds by doing the worst possible thing he could do. He in says, that "You underestimate my powers." <sighs> so, what does he do? Does he, he jump onto the ledge in front of him and start fighting him up? No. Oh, okay. What does he do? He tries to somersault over top of him, right, and gets his legs cut off. Oh, you mean like Obi-Wan did in the first movie when he jumped over and somersaulted over Darth Maul? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Darth Maul had the high ground. He had the high ground. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan did a flip over him. Yeah. And, and chopped and, him And in sliced half. him in half. Yeah. But this time, this time it's, it don't work. He, it he don't work this time. Cuts off both of his legs and his other arm. Yep. And then, he and then stands there and yells at him while he catches fire. <laughs> while he catches, okay, so he's like trying to crawl up and he's yelling at him things we already know. And he says a couple of things that would have been emotionally impactful had I believed it to begin with. Like, yeah. you were my brother, Anakin. Yeah. That would have been emotionally impactful had they ever established a relationship that even approached exactly. realism. Had they had ever any chemistry, any sense that mm. they even liked each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then he catches on fire, and he, he just watches him, kind of. Yeah, picks up his light, his lightsaber. He's like, well, how am I going to make up a lie to give this to Luke? Well, I guess I'll say his father <laughs> wanted him to have it. <laughs> I took this from your father as he burned to death in front of me. Exactly. And so um, 
I guess he leaves. He, yeah, he gets. They get Padme back onto the ship. She's all like, "Is Anakin all right?" And he's no fuck you. Fuck. Yeah. Just I no. don't really hear it from you anymore. <laughs> Do you really care? Fuck off. And they fly away. But then the Emperor is like, "Uh oh, <laughs> get my shuttle! I think something bad is happening to Darth Vader because <laughs> I can feel trouble. things from a billion miles away." Yeah, Darth Vader's in trouble. We got oh, he flies there. He finds his fucking. <laughs> Pork loin. He looks like burnt pork loin. Yeah, he's not looking good. And he's still moving around. He's still he's, alive. Give me a med bay. And I'm like, okay. And so they cart him all the way back to Coruscant in an open med bay. So here's something funny. You want to know something funny about consistency yeah. between shots? They show the Emperor shuttle coming in to land. No rain. As they're le- yeah. leading him out into the, into the shuttle. Rain! All of a sudden, all over the place. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's, you know, that goddamn Mustafar weather. You can't predict it. They weren't on Mustafar. They were on the fucking Coruscant. Oh, Coruscant. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so now we get this thing where we're juxtaposing between the birth of Anakin's children and Anakin being turned into a Darth Vader, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, a couple of creepy robots. Well, a creepy robot comes out and he's talking to Bale and to who wants to. Boy, he wants to bail. Uh, um, yeah. yeah it's, how many more scenes do I have? And Obi-Wan and the robot comes out and says the following. <laughs> she doesn't. She's lost the will to live. She's lost yep. the will to live. Yep. She's fine, mm-hmm. but we're losing her. We can't explain it. She's lost the will to live. And then she gives birth to her children. And she looks at Luke for a second and goes, Luke. And then they have Leia. Leia looks, she looks at Leia for approximately three and a half seconds. And when we do the review of Return of the Jedi, you'll find out why that's a problem. <laughs> and then yeah. she goes, eh, uh, bleh, and she dies, right? Yep. Hey, Steve. Mm-hmm. What kind of person loses the will to live because her boyfriend turns... <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. Turns out to be evil and doesn't take into consideration that she just gave birth to two children. <laughs> a person who does not, under any circumstances, want to be a single parent. I guess not. What I want to know is, does it say lost the will to live on her death certificate? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, does the doctor droid write that in? In the technological wonderland that is set, that this movie's set in? Yeah. She just we, we can she just lost she's just dying she's just dying for no uh, reason can't she's explain dying. it she's just dying she's just dying hey Steve do you think that there are people on Earth that can just die because they're like eh, fuck it yeah I'm just gonna lay down and die I can tell you that I felt that way at the end of this movie <laughs> and here you are and it See? didn't work. There is hope. Because I had children you, that so I needed you, to take you, care you, of. You chose to keep going even after watching this movie. Uh-huh. Because, because I you had knew children. you had children. But Padme, fuck it. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck you, Leia. Fuck you, Luke. I'm fucking... Ah. I'm, I'm mopey depressed because I'm my sure boyfriend be choked fine. me a little bit. I, I'm sure they'll be fine. Fuck. So then we get... Oh. I bet when you, I bet, I bet when you imagined what it was like when Vader first put his costume on, you weren't thinking of this scene. Nope. (laughs) So um, they put his helmet on and they raise him up on his Frankenstein table. Yep. And Palpatine says, "I'm afraid in your anger you killed Padme." And um, this is perfectly in line with the emo asshole that we have been following these (sighs) last three films. He stumbles forward like he's Frankenstein. Yep. And then screams, "What, Steve?" No. 
while Palpatine is giggling behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so yeah. naughty. I'm a naughty emperor. <laughs> he really thinks he killed his wife. What? Nothing. Yeah. So then they decide to come up with this brilliant plan. Ready? They Ready. Gotta, they, we we got to keep the kids secret from Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. That's the whole That's the whole idea. We got to keep them separate. It's, that way you can never find them. And Bail Organa says this line. My wife and I had always imagined adopting a daughter. How convenient. She'll be loved with us. What the fuck, Steve? <laughs> I Seriously. Guess not adopt just... a child or have a child. Specifically, he has to say, we had, we've always wanted to adopt a baby girl. Yeah. And, and what a convenient thing to happen. And he, luckily, they had just never gotten around to it. <laughs> He seems to be a man. He seems to be a man in his what? What would you say? Mid forties at this Probably point. Probably somewhere around there. Yeah. You know, so he's a mature man. He's been married for a long time. Seems to be a you know relatively successful person in the galaxy. Always yeah. wanted a daughter. Always wanted right. to adopt a daughter. Just never uh-huh. got around to it. Just, Just never, never got, got around, around to it. it. Well, how, well, happily we have a baby. Here you go, baby. <laughs> Just make sure to continue to call her Leia. Yeah, yeah. Don't change their names for no. God's sakes, because we want good. to hide them. Right. We want to hide them, and we're going to hide Luke without changing his name at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm sure there's a thousand Skywalkers. It's, it's like a very Jones. common name. It's yeah. a very common name out there on the Outer Rim. And just to make sure that he'll never be caught, we'll uh, we'll give him to his only living family. Yeah. You know, on a planet that never. He- <laughs> on a planet never that he grew up on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliant plan. And and Obi Wan's like, I'll st- I'm going to stick around. I'll stay around to watch over him. How about this, Obi? You just take the baby and you go someplace. No, no, no. Obi-Wan has to stay on the planet so that when no, Luke Obi, grows up... No, Obi, take the baby, change your name to Doody Boop Doop, or whatever you want to change your name to. Give the kid a different name, and you just lone wolf and cub it someplace. No. And then... Wow, I just you, came up with a better prequel. And then you, <laughs> you don't understand, man. Obi-Wan has to protect Luke by living on the same planet as him, and then when Luke grows up personally facilitating Luke's direct involvement in events that will bring him face-to-face with Darth Vader. Oh, that's the stuff that he was protecting him from. That's how he protects him from Darth Vader, yes. <laughs> and they're like, great plan. And then uh, Bail Organa, just out of cruelty or bigotry towards droids, he's like, oh, this is Captain... Oh, boy. This is Captain Antilles. I want you to take care of these droids. Look after them. They're good droids. Oh, yeah, and uh, wipe C-3PO's memory. Yep. Why? Because, as you just said, he's an asshole. And All he the also, characters... yeah. So the, the premise yeah. is, is that C-3PO knows about the babies, knows about Anakin Skywalker, knows about Darth Vader, all that stuff. Right, Steve? Yeah. Yep. He says just the protocol droid, not R2-D2, who laughs at his friend who's about to lose all yeah. of his memories. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. So when the first time that R2-D2 is plugged into the X-Wing fighter and he has a little translator thing that translates his little beep boops for Luke Skywalker to read, how come it's just not a huge, long monologue? Okay, <laughs> now that we're alone and we're can. traveling to Dagobah, there's, a few, there's some fucking shit I need to get off my chest. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny when uh, uh, I watch this movie, as I do most of the movies we review with my wife, and she is mm-hmm. not a Star Wars fan, like, nope. at all. No. And she watched it, and when we got to that scene where Jimmy Smith says, erase the droid's memory, she said, he's a sentient being. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's obviously a huge problem. But not in the Star Wars galaxy. Clones no. aren't sentient beings, and droids aren't sentient beings. I uh, The other films have set it up so that we feel that they're sentient beings and we love them. But the movie maker, the George Lucas, does not think that way. No. They're fake people that you can destroy arbitrarily. Yep. <laughs> Which is why all the stormtroopers were clones and all the droids were, you know, they were droids. They're not real people. Fuck them. Right? You feel like you gotta em. cry. You gotta exactly. cry about a droid? Fuck you. Fuck them. So now we have the scene where Darth Vader walks up and they're looking out a window at the Death Star. Yep. And if we take this seriously, and if Luke is 18, it took them 18 years to build the first Death Star. It did. That's fine. It's big. It's, yeah, Probably absolutely. Some time. But then in Return of the Jedi, they're building an even bigger Death Star, and it's almost done within yeah, well, years. Now they know how to do it. Now it's going to be a lot quicker. <laughs> and then we cut, and we see Bale return home to Alderaan. And that'll, that'll be there forever. And oh, he's yeah. like, that'll look, be a happy ending. look I, I, I stole a baby to his wife. And <laughs> yeah, she's I all can't... like, yay, baby. <laughs> a black market adoption. Just what I always wanted. And then we see Obi-Wan show up and he's on Tatooine. They actually filmed this scene while they're filming uh, clones. And he walks up and he gives the baby to uh, uh, Baru. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Baru, who looks like she's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. 20 to 25 years old. Yep. The next time we see Baru... She is, I don't know, 60-something? <laughs> yeah, it's that desert climate. It just ages you. I guess you. so, because ages she, ages, she ages bad. And she takes the baby and walks up to uh, Uncle Ben. Oh, was it Uncle Ben? Yeah, Uncle it is. Owen. Uncle Owen. Owen. And he's looking out over the Tatooine, just like Luke does later in the film, because we're going to ape that shit. <laughs> and Obi-Wan just kind of exits stage left. He kind of slinks away. And he's like, I'm locked in now. Oh, we forgot one more dumb thing, Steve. We forgot. What do we? What, what? What do we forget? Oh, so Yoda's like, Hey, I got some training for you to do while oh, you're on yes. Tatooine. Yes. And he and and he's like, What now? Yeah, <laughs> I got Yoda's, a lot on my plate already, Yoda. Yoda's gonna teach him how he can talk to who, Steve? To Qui Gon. Remember now, him? In this movie, wouldn't it be cool if Qui Gon appeared? It would be. It would you know what it would have been cool is if they had actually shot a scene where Qui Gon appeared and then they put it in the movie. But why didn't they? I don't know. Because he didn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't have to do that. No, no. You thank didn't you. sign me to three movies. I'm not doing three movies. I'm not doing another one. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> And he says, I'm going to teach you how to use the force so that you can communicate with those people that <sighs> I don't care. Because that demanded a specific explanation, right? Uh-huh. That, can't, that can't just be a cool thing that happens sometimes in Star Wars movies. No, no, no. We have to have it <laughs> explained. And then the movie's over. Uh, the yes. movie's over, Steve. Yay, it, the movie's yay. over. Yay. That great? That's it's great. It's over. It's over. Thank God we don't have to do another one of these things. It's over. Fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm always we afraid that they're going to announce, oh, George Lucas has added even more material and better special effects to his yeah. prequels. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Steve. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes? What do you think of this final prequel film? Revenge of the Sith. The Sith took their revenge, all right. 
On all us. the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to oh, die. Oh, it's, it's not can't. a good. It's not a good movie. It's not mm. a good movie. So, I, so here's the thing. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but you may have forgotten this because I mentioned it a while ago. Um, I had never seen this movie. No, you didn't. I thought I, you had. I had never seen this movie. I, I saw it last night for this, and that was the first time I have ever seen this movie. Oh, and, good. And the reason for that it's a hot take. is... <laughs> the reason for that is that after I saw Attack of the Clones, I thought it was so awful that I said, I'm just not going to see the next one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't until I had to see it for this. Um, and now that I have seen it, I can rest easy knowing that I didn't miss anything. Uh, nope. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't have to feel bad that I've deprived myself for 15 years. I should have seen this move. Nope. I'm completely cool. I'm all good. Um, is this as bad as episode two? No, I don't think this movie is as bad as episode two. Is this movie the best of the Star Wars prequels, like so many people say it is? Yes, I think it is. But keep in mind that, to me, the title of best Star Wars prequel is about as prestigious as best Play-Doh sculpture in Mrs. Spickler's morning <laughs> kindergarten class. It means absolutely nothing. Um <sighs> Now, so here's the thing. I want to I want to zero in on that big lightsaber fight at the end between Obi Wan oh, and Anakin, because yeah, right. And your reaction there is exactly what I want to zero in on, <laughs> because because I think that sequence is a microcosm of the film and of the whole prequel trilogy. I think that the reasons why that doesn't work are the reasons why this whole fucking thing doesn't work. And um, I want to do this by doing something that I try to do as often as possible, whether anybody wants to hear it or not, especially Jason, and that is to talk about <laughs> pro and that is to talk about pro wrestling. Oh boy. Um, so okay, imagine a hypothetical pro wrestling match between two wrestlers who are supposed to hate each other. Their right. rivalry has been building up for weeks, for months, maybe even for years back in the old days. And mm-hmm. it's it's personal. It's not about winning a championship. It's about revenge. It's about settling a score. It's a grudge match. And these two guys are standing across the ring from each other and the bell finally rings and their match, their highly anticipated grudge match begins and they meet in the center of the ring and they lock up and they start trading headlocks just like it's any other match between Mm -hmm. two random wrestlers. And as the match goes on, each wrestler does their signature moves and they do all the dives and flashy spots that we would expect from any other wrestling match. Mm -hmm. Now, I've seen matches just like that. And the problem with them is no matter how well executed the moves are, no matter how talented the wrestlers are, they feel emotionally false because this is not the story we have been told up to this point. Two wrestlers who hate each other and are out for blood in a grudge match should not be putting on a showcase of technical wrestling or aerial moves. They should be having a fight. They should be trying to hurt each other. They should be trying to convince us in the audience that they hate each other and they're trying to hurt each other. The problem with that hypothetical wrestling match is the same as the problem with the Obi-Wan Anakin fight. It's built up as a grudge match. But when the fighting starts, it doesn't feel like a fight. It feels like a technical exhibition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's acrobatic. It's perfectly timed and precisely choreographed. And it feels cold and it feels fake. Mm-hmm. The Obi-Wan Anakin fight, in theory, is the climax of the movie and the climax of the whole entire prequel trilogy. Like yep. Everything has been building up to this. Anakin has turned to the dark side. Obi-Wan and Anakin each feel that the other has betrayed their principles and betrayed their friendship. 
And they both feel that in some way the fate of the entire galaxy rests on the outcome of their fight because Obi-Wan is fighting for the Jedi and for democracy and Anakin is fighting for the Emperor and for the Empire. So there, there, there are personal stakes and there are big galactic stakes. So what do they do when they finally face off? They have a flippy, fast-paced CGI sword fight that feels exactly like every other lightsaber fight in this movie and in mm -hmm. the other prequels. They somersault, they twirl their lightsabers around, they jump around from location to location, and it's all technically very impressive, but it means absolutely nothing because it's emotionally wrong. Mm -hmm. And it tries to compensate for that with scale and with spectacle. And they keep yep. moving, they fight on a lava river and they fight on a mountain and they fight, and it's like there's all these stunts and all these special effects. And that only makes things worse because now it's also overblown. And mm -hmm. it's also constantly being interrupted because yep. we're cross-cutting to other scenes. Now, when, when used properly, cross-cutting can build tension and it can improve all of the scenes that they're cutting between. But in this case, we're only being shown, we're, we're being shown what should be the emotional high point of the film. But we keep cutting away to something else every few Well, minutes. what they keep cutting away to is another yeah. fight that has the same problems. And 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 another lightsaber duel for most of it. Yep. Until until they get to the Senate and, and the Emperor starts throwing like pieces of the Senate at Yoda. It's a it's another lightsaber fight. So it's repetitive. In addition to interrupting the flow and killing the momentum. It yeah, and, and it underlines as you said, that that fight has the same problems. So it just underlines how flat and interchangeable all of this is. It just, on an emotional level, it means nothing. So in other words, at the simplest level, the Obi-Wan-Anakin fight doesn't work because it doesn't make sense emotionally and it's way more complicated than it needs to be. And that's why the entire movie and the entire prequel trilogy don't work either. There is hardly a moment in this entire film for any of these characters that makes any sense. Their motivations don't make sense. Their decisions don't make sense. Their reactions to things don't make sense. Every character, hero and villain, except possibly for the Emperor, who seems to just know everything, is a clueless dipshit who can't see obvious warning signs right in front of their faces. Or act on them. Or act on them. Nobody realizes, people have suspicions that something might be up with Palpatine, but nobody realizes that Palpatine is evil and a Sith Lord until it's too late, even mm -hmm. though he's obviously evil from the very start. Nobody realizes that Anakin, who is a walking, talking red flag for two movies now, yep. nobody seems to realize that Anakin is always about five seconds from turning to the dark side. Nobody gets it. Nobody's nobody's like, you know, we should do something about Anakin. Like, maybe not have him be a Jedi anymore. Right. Padme, who knows Anakin committed an atrocity in the previous film, doesn't get why he would have killed children in this movie. Is completely shocked and in denial. Right. Obi-Wan talks about Anakin like he's his brother multiple times, even though they never even seem like they like each other. For it's never demonstrated. It's never demonstrated. And then we talked about this at the end as well. Yoda and Obi-Wan have the worst plan ever for hiding the twins. And it just makes everybody look like a moron. It just yep. makes everybody in the movie, the good guys and the bad guys, look like they don't have the first fucking clue about how to accomplish anything. There's one more thing about this movie that really, really irritates me. And that is, and we touched on it a little bit, is this film has political content <laughs> that, that could have gone somewhere interesting. 
and 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 it has the right idea about some things it has stuff in here about the danger of being too loyal to the state or of conflating loyalty to your country with loyalty to the person leading your country like that's part of anakin's problem is he personifies the the republic as as palpatine and he's loyal to palpatine no matter what it shows us how fascism rises to power not against the consent of the people but with it that's what padme's line is all about liberty dies Mm -hmm. with thunderous applause like these are important messages especially today look around watch the news these are very important messages for people to get but they're delivered in the crudest most superficial way imaginable as though the script was written by a teenager who just started studying politics a few weeks ago but thinks he's got the basics down it's so frustrating after you're done just a real quick yeah please they have no place in a star wars film well not like this not like this not not i'm not just like like this i mean not at all the original star wars movie is not an allegory for anything it's not a commentary on democracy it's not a commentary on anything it's about good guys and bad guys fighting why are the bad guys bad we show them do some bad things why are the good guys good (laughs) they want them to stop doing the bad things that's it what star wars boils down to in the original first three movies is not so much the defeat of the empire but what's going to happen to these characters that we've grown to love right oh, i agree i agree yeah i agree i agree i mean i wouldn't have a problem because i do think it's never it's never put forward it's never explicitly said but there has always been an anti-fascist element to Star Wars because the rebels are fighting a fascist regime. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't have a problem with making, you know, making part of this movie about a warning about the rise of fascism and how fascist regimes take power. But it's done in, in the worst, most ham-fisted possible way so that it lands with a clang just like everything else in the movie. It just feels crude and meaningless like everything else in the movie. So mm-hmm. it's a bad movie. I know a lot of people, and it depends on, you know... It, I know there are people who saw these movies when they were kids and to them, this is star Wars and they, you know, they came to love star Wars through these movies. That's fine. But I am not receptive to these attempts to try and rehabilitate these movies and say, you know what? Actually the prequels are good movies. No, I, I, I've seen them there. I've given them a chance. I watched them back then. I've seen them as an adult. They're bad, bad, bad movies. They're bad on very basic fundamental levels. It's just, this is the best star Wars prequel. I will admit, I do think this is the best of the star Wars prequels, but it's still a bad, bad, bad movie. So there you go. Now I'm done. My turn. Please. George Lucas, when he sat down (laughs) to write this script, had a chore list. And the chore list was the following. Get Anakin Skywalker into the Darth Vader suit. Number one. (laughs) Number two. Get Luke and Leia bonded. That's it. Yep. The reason why people say I like this one more is because it is is more heavily um, associated with the events that take place in the original trilogy, Mm. right? We got Darth Vader getting all fucked up, and then everyone's got to run away, and let's get ready for the next one. What actually happens is the good guys give up. They give up. Yeah. Yoda goes, fuck it, I'm going to Dagobah. And the other ones go, let's (laughs) go hide. And that's it. And let's go into the next movies. This movie was was written with a chore, and there you can tell that he just had these couple of things. This was probably the only movie that he actually wanted to make because the other two, fuck them, yeah, fuck them. They don't mean anything. They mean absolutely nothing. This one, we so now we've got Anakin, who is someone that we can't identify it with, um, married and having babies with someone that we can't identify with, and um, <laughs> his best friend is also someone that we can't identify with because none of them act 
act like people. The fundamental problems with this script is not the plotting. The fundamental problem with this script is that he has characters who say ridiculous things because he doesn't know how to write dialogue, or better yet, doesn't know how to write scenes without dialogue that convey emotions. Everyone has to talk out loud. There are 45 minutes in this movie, 45, where people are just talking to each other about nothing. (laughs) If you were a Star Wars fan before... Nothing in this nothing in this is surprising, right? You're just waiting for him to hit those plot beats. And then when he hits those plot beats, he hits them wrong. He hits them wrong because we're fans of the original movies. For example, Leia says, "Oh, I don't remember I, I she died when I was very young. She died when you were born, Leia. She died when you were born, and I don't know how you as a baby remember your mommy because she only looked at you for about three and a half seconds and then died, right?" Yeah. And then we have the whole fight on Mustafar. Remember when Obi Wan said your father wanted you to have this when you're old enough? No, that's just a now. That's just a lie. That's a lie. Obi Wan's just now fucking making shit up as he goes along. Your father wanted you to have this when you're old enough. He never said that out loud because he was a, a creepy bad guy and um, he didn't actually know that you were going to be born. And, he didn't even know you also, existed. Yeah, he didn't know, and he never said it to anybody. So you know, that's that's just that's just that's fine the empire is immediately accepted by everyone in the senate they all like yippee right yeah no one goes wait what (laughs) (laughs) no one goes wait the jedi are back now we're we're calling it the galactic empire Uh uh-huh i'm digging over and i'm the lead guy also the jedi are bad everyone believe what i say So there are some plotting problems. But the main thing, one of the main reasons why I don't like the prequels, but this one carries the biggest weight, is that the prequels ruin one of the greatest reveals in movie history. When the movie, when Empire Strikes Back came out, Mm -hmm. audiences that came out of the theater made sure not to talk about it. Yep. Because there was an upsetting, startling reveal in Empire Strikes Back. Now, if you watch these movies in order, that's not a reveal. Mm-mm. That's not anything that we didn't know. When it was revealed in 1980, we were shocked. And we're like, that's not possible. We were saying the same thing that Luke was saying. Yep. That's not true. That's not possible. There's no way, movie. There's no way. There's no way that Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader, Darth Vader's son. There's no way. That's gone now. That's gone. If you watch them from one to nine, that surprise is ruined. The Luke and Leia connection, gone. Yeah changes the experience for the person that's watching them. Changes the experience of watching Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Because we know all of the backstory now. The horrible, horrible, badly acted backstory. (laughs) The horribly acted backstory in which all of these people are idiot monsters. Padme couldn't stay alive to care for her children? Okay, great. She just lost the will to live because she lost her boyfriend. Oh, well. I guess she was worth spending the... I don't know. What is it? Six hours at this point? Yeah. With the Padme character? Yeah. Also, the Padme character does nothing in this movie. No. Nothing. She doesn't move the plot forward. All she does is die. She's not even something that she does. Well, I guess it is. She lost the will to live. Yeah. But... (laughs) She has all she does is sit in her apartment for the entire movie, except for a couple of scenes where she goes to the Senate to get bummed out. Yeah, to do nothing. To do nothing. <laughs> also, one last thing: um, she's not pregnant enough to give birth to two full-grown babies. No, unless they came out of her fucking legs, and then I can understand why she died. She had babies growing down her legs. <laughs> she, she was always going to die. It was a very troubled pregnancy. <laughs> 
But just like with all the other movies, he has a problem. He has a problem writing people. He doesn't trust us enough, and he doesn't know how to write the dialogue. He, he, I, he starts, and then all of a sudden, people are saying out loud how they feel. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Why did Obi-Wan have to go all the way over to another planet to kill a guy? Oh, golly, I don't know. Does it contribute to the overall plot? Mm-mm. Does anyone even give a shit that General Grievous is dead? No. 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 Nobody is. No one. So why did Obi-Wan Kenobi have to go all the way over to a planet to kill a guy? Why did we have to why did we have to endure those scenes? So he could have a long pointless <coughs> action scene where he loses his lightsaber and gets it right back. So he could have something to do. <laughs> and also, so you so and McGregor could, wouldn't get bored. Yeah, and uh, Obi-Wan had to be someplace when all the rest of this shit was going down, right? Sure. I guess. I don't no, know. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Meaningless, pointless action means there's an action sequence in the film that does not contribute to the overall plot. And there's a lot of it in this movie. And it's, I watched it twice, but it took me a long time because I kept falling the fuck asleep. (laughs) Because there's long, draggy parts where people don't say anything of consequence to one another. Like I said, plot stuff, special effects... Who cares? They're for the story and for the characters. And I don't give a shit about any of these people. And if I took these movies seriously, I don't give a shit about Darth Vader either. Because as I said before, hey, he's a child murderer. I don't care if he he redeems himself at this point. He's a child murderer. He's a multiple murderer. He just kills everybody, right? And I'm sure Darth Vader ain't that great in in The Empire Strikes Back. But at least he never said during uh, any of the other original movies, oh, remember that time I killed all those kids? That was great. I can tell you some stories about this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you like these movies, great. I can't touch you. If you like them, fine. But for me, the overall problem that I have with it is that the story is clunky. It has fits and starts. Action scene, long period of talking. Action scene, intercut with things that aren't action scenes. When Obi-Wan is on the planet fighting, we cut away to Darth Sidious sitting on the fucking toilet watching his opera <laughs> yes. and talking to, and talking to Anakin. And it's like, what, what, where are we going with this? It's like, oh, while Obi-Wan is riding his lizard chicken, (laughs) Anakin's going over to the dark side. Everyone has what they would have preferred to have seen in the prequels. What I would have preferred to see in the sequels, in the prequels, is that no one knows what happened to Anakin. That no one knows what happened. Then all of a sudden there is a Darth Vader guy running around. That we preserve the secret so that we preserve the other movies so that people can experience him the way I experienced them. Yeah. As a dumb little kid being surprised, (laughs) right? You'll see on YouTube, you'll find parents who are not showing the kids the prequels, but showing them Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and them being surprised. They're not showing them an episode order. They're yeah. doing the originals first. And there's a reason. They're good. They're good. And they also want to preserve the surprise yeah. of Empire Strikes Back. Okay? Because they want their kids to have that reaction. Can't do it if you go back to the prequels. Can't do it. There's no surprise. So how do I feel about this movie? It's a bucket of shit, and I wish it didn't exist. (laughs) It's a big, expensive, flashy bucket, for me personally, bucket of shit. Um, It is badly edited. It is badly written. The dialogue is awful. The plotting is weird and comes, like I said, comes in fits and starts. There are things in there that don't need to be in there at all. If you wanted to make this movie better, don't have Anakin killing children, because at that point, all we want to do is to see him fucking die that's it do we get that no he turns into the darth vader oh okay fine whatever i don't okay fuck it whatever (laughs) and that's how i felt coming out i was like fuck it whatever i don't 
it didn't mean anything to me. And other people are like, well, that was the best one because Darth Vader. And I'm like, I don't. I'm, and that's when I started to say to myself, for my own head canon and continued sanity, <laughs> the prequels don't exist. They're 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 not they're not in there. That, that doesn't have anything. Remember midichlorians? Remember midichlorians, Steve? Yeah, they're name dropped once in this one. <laughs> that's right. Why? <laughs> because George Lucas doesn't know what's good anymore. No, he doesn't. He lost all of that in the 80s somewhere in a, in a cloud of coke and hookers and whatever the fuck happened to him. I don't think he did that, but okay. <laughs> so I'm not, I, it's not a classic. I don't recommend it. I don't, I don't, I do not. And I would like to clarify something for everybody. Everyone thought that I said I hated the, the sequels, the Force Awakens and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, don't get me wrong. I thought they were, the movies were fine. In fact, you have to remember, we reviewed... Force Awakens. Yeah. And I will perfectly say, I think it's a great movie, but I don't care anymore. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. You've I don't had care it. anymore. <laughs> you, I can still acknowledge that it's a great movie. I had fun when I was watching it. A lot of that was euphoria over the fact that it wasn't like the prequels. Yeah. But I don't care anymore, guys, about what happens next. Okay? I'll see the next one, and I'll probably enjoy myself. But it wasn't like the originals where I watched those things over and over and over again. I'm just, this is a, a new Star Wars for a new generation. I'll appreciate what the stuff that comes out. Don't think I hate them. I don't. I'm just Star Wars out. So don't get me wrong, but I'm tired of the Star Wars shit. <laughs> okay? You know, I um I will say cuz I I have uh I have enjoyed both sequels so far. I thought Force Awakens was was very good. I thought Last Jedi was fantastic. I, mm. I like Last Jedi so much. I'm nervous about this next one cuz I'm afraid it won't be good. And then it'll that'll be the end. It'll end on like a uh, you know, an underwhelming it's note. It's the last it's the last movie, Steve. I know. I and I look, I I'm not I'm not expecting it to be bad, but I'm just I'm just nervous. I'm just I'll feel better once I've seen it. And I know I hope that it's, it's gloriously bad. <laughs> if it's gloriously bad, I could take that too. If it's like the room of Star Wars movies, I could be like, okay, well, at least I can have fun with this. Um, but no, but so I've, I've really, and the, the most important thing to me as someone who grew up with Star Wars, I had Star the original Star Wars when I was a little kid. I had Yoda pajamas. And yeah, yeah. My, my mom was like a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, so I had it when I was a kid. I am very glad that people who are kids nowadays have these new movies and aren't stuck with the prequels because yeah, I true. know I know that kids saw the prequels back then and grew up loving Star Wars and that's great. Like I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but for me personally, those movies just make me sad and irritate <laughs> the shit out of me. And yeah. I am glad that they're like the new generation of fans coming up has this new iteration of this thing that we all love and we all grew up with that is pretty good and is yeah. uh, is is a worthy successor to the original films. And doesn't rely on all the characters being stupid, and doesn't make the other pre-existing movies seem worse. You know, and is and genuinely it, funny in parts. Yeah, is genuinely funny in parts. Has characters that you can actually care about what happens to them, mm -hmm. and be interested in their stories. And yeah, and and you're not going to have to ignore these movies because I'm with you. I I I also like when I watch Return of the Jedi which I'm going to watch soon because we're going to review it next. That's right. I don't, I'm not thinking about the prequels. I'm not thinking about anything that happened in them. And now that I've seen all three prequels, like I just put them out of my mind because you're right. If you think that Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi is the same guy as the guy from the prequels, it just doesn't work at all. 
Nope. It just doesn't work. The redemption of Darth Vader just doesn't work because it's like, oh, he okay, he killed the Emperor and saved his son, and then he immediately died. Okay, <laughs> well, good for Yay. him. Like, he's still a monster. He still doesn't deserve to come back as a Star Wars angel because he did the one good thing. <laughs> as a Star Wars angel. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. When Darth Vader was like a vague kind of spooky bad guy with a mysterious dark past, and you knew he was Luke's father, and you knew he probably had done some bad stuff in the past, but you didn't see it, and you didn't know for a fact what it was. You just knew Darth Vader from Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. Okay, the redemption works. But when it's like, oh, he's he's not just a child murderer once. He committed acts of mass murder that included children twice. That, and you just don't like him. <laughs> and he's not likable. Yeah, and you don't want him to be redeemed. And you don't want him to succeed. No. And you don't want, you don't want him around at all. Because he wasn't, a, he was never a good person, except possibly when he was a little kid in the first one. I mean, as mm -hmm. none of the times we've seen him as an adult, he has never been a good person. He's never been an interesting person. He's never been compelling in any way. He's always just been this shallow, grumpy asshole. Mm -hmm. And and you just, yeah, it's like, oh, I, I I sure hope he finds his way back to the good side. I don't give a fuck what <laughs> happens to him. Fuck him. When was he ever on the good side? Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's the see. That's that's the central problem. When I think I think it's Pat. Padme's, Padme's last words before she dies, she says something to Obi-Wan like, there's still good in him or something like that. She tries to say it, but then yeah. she dies. And it's like, no, there's not. <laughs> like, there never was. Not that we've nope. ever seen. There never was. What, you, what is she basing that on? Yeah, she nothing. Basing that on? Nothing. He's an asshole. That he treated you nice and forced you into a secret marriage. Yeah, gave you superficial, awkward compliments. Yeah. You're really pretty. Oh, so done. A, done. A, yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> Not recommended. Not a classic. Bad Not movie. Not recommended. Bad, I'm sorry, bad Steve, movie. but I just can't take it anymore. Bad movie. All right, now we're going to recommend movies that we want people to watch. Steve, go. Okay, so um movie I'm going to recommend is completely different from the movie we just talked about, except for two very, very uh minor connections although they're not they're sort of mine anyway okay so <laughs> the, the, the movie i'm going to recommend uh was directed by a fella named frank oz who uh -huh. you might know did the voice of of yoda um, yes and also puppeted yoda in the movies where yoda was a puppet empire um, and return not, of the Jedi. Not, yes. not the movie we just talked about but the other no. ones the, the good ones um and it also stars in a supporting role uh, a, a fella by the name of Ian McDiarmid, who played the Emperor. But other than that, it's not a Star Wars movie at all. It has nothing to do with anything to do with Star Wars. It's a movie, it's a comedy from 1988 called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, that's right. And it actually stars Michael Caine and Steve Martin. Right. And they are what make the movie good. <laughs> because the only things that make the movie <laughs> because because uh, you know the movie we just reviewed has no chemistry whatsoever between any of the actors Dirty Rotten Scoundrels works because of the amazing comic chemistry between Michael Caine and Steve Martin they're really funny together and they play con artists who are staying at this this resort town on the French Riviera and Michael Caine is like this really high class con man and Steve Martin is this 
American gutter snipe who who like makes a living conning women out of dinners and like you know the equivalent of twenty dollars, right? And Michael Caine is like, oh no, we can't have this guy around. He's going to ruin it for all of us high class con artists. So they end up having this competition, and they you know they work each other's cons, and they're constantly trying to double cross each other, and also trying to swindle this woman out of money. And it's just it's a really goofy sort of caper comedy, and it's not something I, I don't think it's like it's not a great movie, but it's a very good movie to watch if you just like seeing talented actors with good comic timing do their thing and it's directed by Frank Oz and I love Michael Caine especially when he does comedy he's really good at it and I love Steve Martin when he has something to do in there and there are a couple of scenes in this movie where it seems like Steve Martin just conjures something funny out of absolutely nothing and that's always a joy to me to see Steve Martin take something that on the page must have been nothing and he makes it funny so that's the movie I'm recommending it's the exact opposite in every possible way of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels it stars real actors who have a good time acting with each other and it's set and shot entirely in actual locations and real sets. So there you go. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is my recommendation. Yay. As you guys know, I like to recommend a film from the same year that we just reviewed. And so it's 2005 and I'm recommending Zathura. Goodbye, everybody. Sick of this. <laughs> done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> wow. Zathura was the unofficial sequel to Jumanji. It didn't do that well, even though the movie's pretty, pretty good. It's directed by John Favreau and stars Josh Hutcherson, Kristen Stewart, and Tim Robbins. And it is a fun um, space adventure type of thing, but instead of the jungle theme, it's now a space-themed uh, tin toy kind of from the 1950s uh, board game. And it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's the movie that got... <laughs> Um, John Favreau, Iron Man. Yeah. So go see it. I'm not saying it's the most fantastic thing you ever see, but it's 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 light years be, uh, ahead of this one. So that's it. Gr- Grumpy Grandpa says, "Go see Zathura." <laughs> God damn it! And that's it. We're done, Steve. We're yes, finished. We're done. No awful choice next time, right, nope. Steve? No, we know what's coming. Yeah, we do. Thank the- God. Do you know, Steve, we haven't seen a good movie since Friday the 13th. Wow. No, no, I take no, that back. Not no. Friday the Halloween. 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 Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. So the next movie we're going to review is the third movie released in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. The Some people don't like it. Some people do like it. Enough people liked it that it made a bunch of money. Yep. The movie we're going to review next is The Return of the Jedi. Oh, boy. Yay. Great. And then we have one last thing that I'm <laughs> hoping will drive the nail on the coffin that is my enthusiasm for Star Wars. <laughs> We are going to do the commentary track for your Christmas present for the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, buddy. And then I'm going to throw myself into a ravine. (laughs) Into a Sarlacc pit. (laughs) Shut up! No! No, you're trying to get away from the Star Wars. I want the Star Wars out of my head. I'm going to beam myself into space. That's better. There you go. You'll never betray me, will you, Star Trek? Please, please tell me you're not going to betray me, Star Trek. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that Star Trek has already done some pretty crappy stuff, so like we're kind of prepared for it. Unless like, Picard comes out and the first words out of his mouth is like, "You know what I hate? Blacks and women." Oh shit! And I'm like, "Whoa, what? What's oh, going no. on?" Not John Luke Picard. He's listening to a podcast. He's like, "This Ben Shapiro has some really good points." <laughs> oh, John Luke, right. no. That's it. For late seating, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. I can't watch anymore. You are getting lazy, dude. (laughs) 
I don't he even says know who that. said that. Who He's, said it? Obi-Wan says it when he turns away from the hologram of, of Anakin killing the children. He goes, I can't watch anymore. Oh, so he actually had to say that out loud. He had to say that out loud. Yes, yes. Instead and of then, turning away and acting, he had to say the line out, say out loud. I can't watch this anymore. And then, Turn head and then, look away. And Yoda's like, watch it all you will. Sit there. Warned yes. you not to watch it. Warned you upset you would be. Using the force to f- push oh, no. your head towards Look away, you will not. Look what you did. <laughs> he killed everybody. His Padawan was yours. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're responsible for this. This is all your fucking fault, Obi-Wan. You Why fuck? didn't you tell us? <laughs> Why didn't you do something about it? I'm standing in a, a room full of dead people, mostly children. <laughs> a whole building full of dead people, my <laughs> friends. <laughs> what the fuck, man? He just storms off, throws his his little cane away. <laughs> I mean, why why am I even doing this? <laughs> that's wh- that's why he goes to Dagobah because he's just fucking done with everything. He's just like, nah, mm. nah, fuck it, I'm done. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.